it's Heidi here, as you can see. Don't look stupid. Um, sorry, it's been a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, life gets in the way, doesn't it? Um, I'm here today to talk about um, what it's like to have chemotherapy. Woo! Very interesting uh, topic, really, for lots of reasons. Um, I'm a mum living with stage four inflammatory breast cancer, and I've been having chemotherapy for five and a half years now, which is a very long time. Um, I've had three different types of treatment and I'm going to mostly focus on what we traditionally know as chemotherapy first. And another day I'll talk about what the drug is I'm on at the moment. Um, so what is chemotherapy? Um, so the reason I'm telling you about this is because I had no bloody idea, really. I thought it was a one size fits all medicine given to anyone with cancer like a paracetamol. Um, completely wrong. There are so many different types of chemotherapy um, and so many different combinations of different things that it would blow your mind. And I couldn't tell you what they all were because there are so many of them. And they all treat different things. Some of them will treat similar things. Some of them are used for different stages of cancer. Um, and there are so many types. And interestingly, when I started to look into the whole chemo sort of thing, I came across the fact that originally um, the idea of chemotherapy or the discovery of chemotherapy came from mustard gas, which is terrifying um, to think that really. But um, of the horrible things that happened with mustard gas during the war, one of the good things to come out of um, mustard gas, I suppose, was the discovery that um, a few soldiers um, when some scientists did some research on them, discovered that they had lower white blood cells. And the clever scientist people um, would hypothesize that basically if it could wipe out the good cells, good chance it could wipe out the bad ones. And so chemotherapy is almost like the great grandchild of mustard gas. So what was originally a horrible legacy and, you know, still is, leaves something quite nice behind in its wake. Um, so basically chemo is used to treat cancer um, and it can be used in line with radiation, surgery um, and you know it's used to treat advanced cancer um, or cancer that's in, in its beginning sort of stages. Um, basically it's administered in different ways how's chemo administered? When I first started, I had a pick line, which is effectively like a tap that they join. See that scar there? It's like a tap that gets plugged into your vein in your arm. And then they use um, like a little, you know, if you go for a, a blood test or something, it's a, a little bit similar. We have a tube and uh, that kind of thing. They use a little tube that pokes in, shoves the chemo up into your arm, um it floods your body um it can take any amount of time i mean my first um chemo that i had used to take oh it was about three hours i think for a few different combinations and it was a nurse that would sit there with a big syringe attached to my arm tap basically uh, plunging um the chemotherapy into me which is, I don't know really what I expected, but it, I don't think it was that. I imagined like an intravenous drip, but no, this was a nurse who would inject it into my arm. Um, you can also take chemotherapy in tablet form. Um, 
Again, it depends what type of chemo it is, that kind of thing. Um, and there's other ways of it going into your veins. So now I'm a few stages further along the, the cancer pathway. So I have, I'm not going to flash a boob or anything, don't panic. If you can see, there's like a little, see that three dotted thing? That's called a port. So it's like a dome under the skin. And what happens in the middle of those dots, they will put a needle in, which then connects to a, a drip. And that little dome, can you see that? That looks like a sort of a, quite a pronounced vein. That's actually a tube. That um, basically that's where all the chemo goes. And it's bloody clever. Um, the reason that's a choice to have that port. The reason I went for that was because the pick line um, is good for people that maybe the treatment's going to be short lived because you can still um, with with this one, with the port that I have, you can still swim and go in the sea and everything. This one for sh shorter term, you've got to keep your arm dry all the time. So every time you have a bath, you have to like sit there waving at the toothbrushes can't swim you can't go in the sea and that became an issue for me it started to annoy me that it was impacting my life outside of cancer world basically so in the end I decided I'd have a port and it was a brilliant decision for me it works really well and they can stay in for absolutely years um, and you don't really need to do much with them they get um, a drug put in them to make sure that they don't um, bung up with blood and stuff like that and that they're usable so they're absolutely fantastic um, so that's what I went for. Um, and I have my chemotherapy every three weeks in Bristol Oncology Hospital um, in that port through an intravenous drip. Um, and mine takes half an hour. But there are people that will be in overnight. Um, there'll be people that will be in all day. So it, the, it varies massively um, based on your circumstances, really. Uh, what are the possible side effects of chemo? Well, we all think we know what they are and a lot of the time we're right but people do often say to me oh you, you know you've got really good hair is that a wig um no it's not it's actually mine um I was bold the first lot of drugs I had made all my hair fall out but did sod all to treat the cancer um because it's basically like trying to find the drug that really works for you and your makeup because it isn't a one-size-fits-all situation um, so once I moved on to my third line of treatment, my hair grew back, which is amazing. Um, but I was I was bold. Um, and, you know, yeah, it's not great. But in the grand scheme of things, you, you get on with it, really. Um, the other side effects can be weight loss, weight gain, because you're going on steroids, you can be bloated, makes you want to eat everything in sight. But then when you do, it tastes like bloody soil which is really upsetting. It's one of the things that really hacked me off more than anything is that I could smell the bacon sandwich and I could imagine what it was going to taste like. But the minute it went into my mouth, all I could taste was dirt, really. And everything tasted like that. And I was on that drug for seven months and everything I ate for seven months tasted like crap, basically. And it's really depressing. And everybody's like, oh, I've cooked you a lovely dinner. I brought this meal round for you. And you're just like, do you know what? And you go, oh, thank you so much. You're just like, great, soil, but in a different texture. And it's just really frustrating, especially for somebody like me who absolutely loves their food. So not only have you got cancer, you also, everything, you know, something you really love then tastes like shit. So it's not ideal. Um, 
what else did I suffer with? Well, you know, the tummy issues are not great. I'm not going to lie. Um, puking, pooing, um, puking and pooing at the same time. I had to poo in a car park once in the middle of Birmingham because I got caught short, which was dreadful and very embarrassing. My friends thought it was hilarious, bitches. Um, it was quite funny now when we look back, but I mean, it's mortifying. You, you have to leave your dignity at the door. Um, you know, your hair falls out all over your body, which has its pluses. Um, but a lot of people have said their growler hair didn't fall out, which is a bit sad for them. But for me, that was fine. Um, and weirdly, a really weird one is your nails. Your nails can basically die and lift off and just flop away. And I thought I got away with that until about a year in when I noticed that they I could. Uh, you know, when you look at your nail, you see the white bit and behind that's all the pink. My white bits were so far up my nail because everything underneath it had died that I could literally like lift them. It was rank. It was absolutely rank and not something I prepared for. But the one most shocking one out of everything was the fact that the first chemo I had was called Red Devil. And no one really explained to me why. And it was bright red, but you don't really think about it. And then I went for a pee and I remember, you know, I stood up to flush a toilet. I looked down, I thought, oh, my God, what's happened? Like my arse has exploded or my panties exploded or something in the toilet because it was bright red everywhere. I'm running back. I was like, oh, my God, I saw, you know, there's something wrong. That my pee is red. And she said, oh, yeah, don't worry. We have all kinds here. We've got blue, green. And I thought, oh, my God. Like, no one tells you about this kind of stuff. And it's, it is quite funny, really, when you look back at it all. Um, I, I certainly laughed about it at the time. And it reminded me of the time I drank, drank blue WKD at uni and everything was always green. Um, you're always tired. Um, cancer makes you tired. Chemo makes you tired. Stress makes you tired. So it is quite a tiring thing. Um, and so so it goes, really. But what I would say my takeaway from all of this is, yes, it's hard work, um, particularly in the beginning when you're wrapping your head around a cancer diagnosis. And you've got you're going to be, you know, basically effectively poisoned um, and feel crap from that. But God, it's worth it. It really is really, really worth it. And there's some bloody clever people out there that have come up with this and have given me, I mean, I should have popped my clogs years ago and here I am whinging at you on a Thursday evening. So it's completely worth it. It's completely worth the side effects. And yes, while I don't suffer with really any of them now, which I'm lucky because I'm on a different type of um, cancer treatment, um, it so is worth it even when you feel like you're being kicked up the arse. So if anyone's new to the experience, just take this from me that although it is horrendous and they give you this list of side effects as long as you're on, you think, Christ, that is horrific. It really is worth it because it's not always going to feel that bad. And you do get used to it. And it's amazing what your body can sustain. So I just wanted to give you a little bit of an explanation because sometimes people ask me what it's like. And the best way to do it is for me to wax lyrical at you all and swear a little bit. So. Thank you for listening. If anyone's got anything they want me to talk about or any questions or anything, please feel free to ask me. And it's lovely to not see you all this evening. Take care, everybody. Bye.